We are here five days a week, free on all podcast platforms, talking about your Spartans. But if you're a college football fan, we've got you covered here at the Locked On Podcast Network. Tune in to your favorite Power 5 conference show on Thursday, September 26th and Friday, September 27th. Search Locked On ACC, Big 10, Big 12, Pac-12, and SEC on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, guys, on today's episode... Yes, we've got Coach Cap in for a quick interview in segment two, and then a, a bunch of housekeeping in segment one, a mailbag question in segment three. Basically, hey, more MSU talk. Let's go. You are Locked On Spartans, your daily podcast on the Michigan State Spartans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Against all odds, yes, it is already the last day of August, uh, even though it lasted roughly four days. In my mind, I'm sure you feel the same way too, but that's A-OK on my end because if I'm doing my math right, let's see, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, that's three days until MSU kicks off its season against Northwestern in Evanston. But until then, hey, I'm your host, Matt Sheehan. The podcast is Locked on Spartans. We're here to get you through the rest of the week up till game day uh, with a little bit of preview action. On today's show, we got Coach Cap. Yes, I'm talking about the offensive line coach for the Michigan State Spartans. He drops by for a quick call. Um, Future episodes will include a Northwestern preview. We're going to have a little bit of fun on Friday. We're going to do a betting preview that day, not just with Michigan State too, but also we're going to go around the, uh, the country and dabble with the other big games going on so a lot of good stuff coming up the rest of the week and in the non-football category as well you might have seen this on social media but our guy Anthony Ayani is dropping a book next week so he will be on sometime this week to talk about his whole journey from uh, really becoming a high school player uh, to the first NCAA player with autism to now an author that's already shooting up the book charts, even though it te- technically hasn't even dropped yet. So that'll be another fun episode we got this week. But until then, yep, just like I said, Coach Kapilovic is in segment two. Until then, we do have some housekeeping, but before we get to that, make sure you rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. We are Locked on Spartans. We do this five days a week, Monday through Friday. Oh, yeah, that's right. All right. Little bit of news going on with Michigan State. Uh, first and foremost, yeah, hey, we got an athletic director, baby. I mean, not officially. They haven't officially announced it yet, but Chris Solari of the Detroit Free Press broke the news that it will be an in-house hire in Allen Haller. Can't say I'm too surprised with that one. Also can't say I'm too bummed with it either. I'm you know, pretty fired up about this one. I'm, I'm glad they stayed in-house for this. Uh, I'm glad they got a guy who has is as established as Alan Haller is. He had plenty of backing from former athletes, former co-workers that loved working alongside Alan and loved the work that he's been doing in the MSU athletic department since he has joined in 2010. Uh, he has been the deputy athletic di- director, excuse me, can't get the words out of my mouth. He has been the deputy athletic director since 2019 and really he's gotten his hands in so many different areas of this department from the the s club uh fundraising he's been an administrator for all sorts of sports he's currently the sports administrator for football uh he's led the search committee for uh mel tucker 
I don't know if anyone can remember that hire that happened about a year and a half ago. But that was a pretty, pretty big one, and that is definitely going to be top of mind here, especially because, well, yeah, he's going to be working on some fundraising projects here in the near future, if not already. But one of the defining moments of his tenure will be the Izzo replacement. Yeah, it'll most likely be Dwayne Stevens. He'll probably make it in-house, but still. He will be the athletic director attached to naming Izzo's replacement, whether that happens one, five, 25 years from now, whenever Izzo wants to step aside. But that will be definitely the biggest project on Mr. Haller's horizon. Uh, If you didn't already know, he is a former MSU cornerback. Yes, he played in the George Perlis era in the late 80s, early 90s. He did dabble in the NFL a little bit, played three seasons there for Cleveland, Pittsburgh, and Carolina. Um, yeah, by all accounts, uh, yeah, uh, Spartan Nation, sh- I mean, not should be happy. That I think from everything I've seen, the consensus says they are already happy that Alan Haller is the guy stepping in for Bill Beekman, who, of course, stepped in for Mark Hollis when he eh, kind of skedaddled uh, rather quickly, uh, if we all remember that. In other news, football, we're going to switch to the gridiron here. Uh, team captains have been named for the upcoming season. And once again, not a lot of surprises here because it is the three guys that they sent to Big Ten Media Days in Chicago a few weeks ago. Of course, I'm talking about receiver Jalen Naylor, defensive end Drew Beasley, and safety Xavier Henderson. Uh, Xavier Henderson is starting to give me like I, I don't know, like Aaron Kraft vibes or uh, Juice Williams vibes if, if you want to keep it with football in the sense that he, I feel like Xavier Henderson has been around since the Rose Bowl season. I feel like he was destined to become a captain once he stepped onto campus and really started getting key starting spots as a sophomore. Um, what can be said about those three guys? Yeah, that's it, it's great. Uh, no, of course, they're not going to name a quarterback as the captain because, well, I mean, your options are a transfer or a sophomore. But also, if you name a quarterback a captain, you're probably letting the rabbit out of the hat a little too early. So those are the three captains for the upcoming football season. And I'm saving the best news for last, guys. This is the biggest news. I'm, You know what? I'm just going to say it. I'm shocked I didn't just go ahead and hijack the show and do three full segments with this because this is worth talking about right now. I hope you're sitting down at home. If you're not, sit down, gather your loved ones, hold their hand because uh, melting moments, ice cream, sandwiches are back at Spartan Stadium, back at Breslin Center for the first time since 2014. Oh my goodness. That's right. Uh, Is there a correlation between the football team being successful and melting moments staying in Spartan Stadium? I'm not a conspiracy guy. I'm just a connect-the-dots guy. It seemed to be life was okay when melting moments was in Spartan Stadium. They're getting it back right now. Uh I, I, I was working on, like, you know, I'm not to make this open mic night because I'm not overly funny, but I was working on, like, okay, how can I make a, you know, melting moments is going to increase the budget in the post-COVID era joke. And then I realized, like, actually, there might be something to that. I don't know. A lot of athletic departments took hits during the, the pandemic over the last year, so they're doing a lot of creative things to get funds back up to save some money. The emergency break-in-case glass has been shattered and Melting Moments is being brought back. It will net this athletic department $10.3 million in the first season back. That's a totally made-up number, but on a real note, man, 
Uh, that is definitely a fan favorite returning to Spartan Stadium and Breslin Center. Enough of me talking, guys. We, we, we should probably get, I don't know, like a, a football coach in the mix here next segment to talk about the upcoming season, to talk about the offensive line, to talk about the running game. And no, not the quarterback battle. I didn't even bother asking about that because that was never going to happen. But yes, did talk to Coach Cap on Saturday. Super generous with this time, especially on game week and super especially since, and I didn't know this, uh, he was kind of like in the middle of moving his kid into the dorms. Uh, so one time for Coach Cap. Thank you very much. But before we get to that, guys, I need to talk to you beautiful people about sweat block wipes. Yes, you've heard me talk about sweat block wipes for a few weeks here. It is the most ideal antiperspirant for college football season because it takes care of you for seven straight days. That's right. You wake up Saturday, swipe it on. It's going to carry you through that kickoff and to the morning of the next kickoff. That's right, baby. Doctor created, doctor recommended, like I said, works up for seven days per use, and it comes with a dry shirt guarantee. That's right. That means if it doesn't keep you dry, you are getting your hard-earned money back. That is how much they stand by their product. And there's also 13,000 reviews on Amazon that stand by this product as well. Manufactured in the USA, like I said, doctor created, doctor recommended, for the last 10 years, Sweat Block Wipes is going to take care of you this football season. And they're also going to make sure they take care of you with a nice promo code, guys. Sweatblock.com. Smash in promo code locked on. That's one word. Locked on. And that's going to save you 20% off your order at sweatblock.com. 20% off with promo code locked on at sweatblock.com or find them at Amazon or the shelves of CVS. Not done talking yet either, guys, because I still got to talk to you beautiful people about Rock Auto. Yeah, that's right. Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it is now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you will need. Why would you endure? Often pointless or seemingly intimidating questions like, oh, does your Chevy Trailblazer need a jar gibbler gabber? Like, I, I don't know, man. I'm not a car person, but luckily... The fine folks at family-owned and operated Rock Auto are car people. They will take care of you. Why? Choose to spend 30 50 even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership. It would be ridiculous. It would be clown-like behavior. Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Prices are always reliably low for customers, and they have everything you need from brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, new carpet, and gas pedals. So go check out their easy-to-use website today and find the solution for your auto part needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on in their How'd You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection. Reliably low prices. All the parts your car will ever need. That's rockauto.com. And this is Coach Cap. All right, guys, on game week of all weeks, we have assistant head coach, run game coordinator, offensive line coach, and king of the almighty juice squad. That's right. I'm talking Coach Cap joining us right now on Locked on Spartans. Coach, how's your weekend going so far? It's been great. We had a really good practice yesterday. You know, because of the week, really today is Sunday for our guys because uh, the game is a day earlier. So Sunday's their normal day off, so they're – they're doing some yoga and some treatment and stuff of that nature. And we're finishing up game plans and things of that nature. And, and it's especially a special day for me. And I'm 
going to move my son into his dorm here in a couple hours as well. Oh, man, that's big time. <laughs> Look at you guys go. Before getting to, you know, just all, all things Michigan State football, I got to ask uh, just from a personal standpoint, have we recovered from the Suns falling short in the NBA Finals yet? Or are you <laughs> do, doing okay? Yeah, I have recovered. Um, it, it was uh, it was tough. You know, I thought going into the series, it might be tough for us to win. And then we went up 2 nothing. I thought, okay, we, we got a chance. Uh, the probably the hardest part is we were on vacation um, with some friends from Arizona, and so I think we watched two or three of the losses on vacation. So that hampered oh. the mood a few nights, <laughs> but uh, but we recovered, and and you know I was happy to see the Suns back being competitive and doing good things. That's awesome, and it just just had to ask, just had to do a, a wellness check on on you before we go any further here. Um, yeah, I appreciate you bringing so- that up. Yeah, no, I got you, man. No, no problem whatsoever. <laughs> so, it, point blank, I mean, here we are. We're a few days uh, ahead of kickoff. So, uh, how much different is it this week leading up to the season as compared to last week, the week before you guys kicked off the season against Rutgers? Is, is it just night and day for you guys, or what's what's it been like for your point of view? Yeah, it's been completely different. Just the the amount of time we've had to prepare. You know, we, we had an actual fall camp. You remember, we started in October, so the guys were in school the whole time, and it was just, you know, you had limited time you could be with them. And, you know, you really hadn't had a chance to line up and, and do anything in the football world prior to that, other than those couple practices we had at the first start. So just not only to mention the springtime we had with them, the summer with the strength coaches, but just having a really good camp and a chance to really – get things implemented and spend time with our guys and take this thing to the next level. It, it's definitely been night and day. And, and kind of going along with that too, because you guys did get the full camp and it, it is pretty well documented that you not only have success as an offensive line coach, but also doing it at a pretty quick time frame too, wherever you've been. So what, what has been the main point of emphasis for your unit this off season? You know, we, we needed to get, you know, cliche, but we needed to get bigger and stronger. There was no question about that and, and, and get in better shape. And I think all those things have happened. Um, you know, then, it's, then it's, we always talk about, you know, it's one thing to know just your job. It's another thing to understand the scheme and why we're doing things, which will make you a better player. It's also about playing offensive line at a high level. It, it's, it's really about establishing your football IQ the more you can recognize before the snap is happening, the better you're going to be. If you play at this level and you're reacting after the snap on everything, it's, it's mighty difficult. So yeah. the more time they have in our scheme and, and, and with me and understanding our techniques and our calls, all that has helped, you know. So, so it, it's, um, that's been the emphasis, you know, and, and just playing hard, uh, being physical, and, and all the other things I mentioned before, that's really been the emphasis. And like on one hand too, you guys have, I think it's like eight or nine offensive linemen. If you total up all their career starts, it's north of 120, which on one hand, that's incredible experience. But on the other hand, like, was it tough to break down old habits for them? Or was there any downside of, you know, them having such a long track record? That might, that might be a dumb question. Ask if there's a, do- a downside of that much experience, but was there? No, it's a good question. Cause it's very unique. Um, you know, yeah. usually, you have the progression of, you know, your seniors move on, your young guys are starting to step into new roles. So on one hand, it's great to have guys that have had experience. There are nine guys in our room that have started a game before. And, you know, 
talk about old habits and different things like that. You know, that stuff that's, you know, anytime you go somewhere new, you know, you want guys to learn certain things that you do. And so that there is some work with that. But the other thing that's, that's interesting is, is really the psychology of this deal. Because no matter what we do on September 3rd, there's only going to be five guys that are going to be out there to start the game. And mm-hmm. you're going to have four guys that have started before that aren't starting anymore. And we all know it, to be to play at this level, you have to have a lot of pride, and we all have ego. And so you're going to have to be a great teammate and say, okay, I'm not starting, and they are, and, and, and really do a great job of hanging in there, encouraging the guys that are out there, and understanding when you get your opportunity, you got to make the best of it. And just like you said, you know, starting five, you got four guys that are coming in the two deep that have experience as well. Is there another surprise guy, though, other than those, you know, core nine, which is a huge number for, for offensive linemen? But is there a surprise name that we might be seeing throughout the season that's had a pretty good summer camp? Well, I think that, uh, you know, a guy that nobody talked about that, that's been around here a long time, a guy named Luke Campbell, has, um, he's actually had a nice camp. And, you know, we're just trying to see how it holds up physically because he's been battling some injuries for ever since I've been here and before. And, you know, he's done some nice things this camp, so I'm hoping he can continue to progress and he might get some reps. You know, you've got some younger guys. You know, you, you, you're looking at Spencer Brown, you know, a guy that, that's starting to come along. And, and probably if we didn't have as many of these older guys that we had, he, he would, he'd be scheduled to get even more playing time than he probably will. But I do think he's made great strides. And so those are some of the guys that I, that I think really stand out. I like our freshman class. You know, at this point, we won't have to count on them starting, but we'll see how they develop. But I really think all of them are going to be good players as we move on. Uh, Brandon Baldwin, the guy that came that transferred in from us, uh, Detroit area kid, I think he's going to be a really good player as well. Nice. And just one more offensive line question, too, and uh, I'll put like a hypothetical situation out on you. Like, let's say you're going into a dark alley and you get to bring two of your offensive linemen with you just to back you out. They're always going to be on their toes. They're going to be a, a nasty streak and a – fight should one break out which which two guys are you bringing with you into that alley <laughs> that's a great question you know thank you <laughs> i'd like to answer that but i feel like if i only name two there's gonna be some <laughs> other guys that are gonna feel like why didn't you name me so i i feel like we got more than two in our room that i, I would feel very comfortable with that but i, I don't think i want to name just two and, and piss off the rest of them no, that's a good call. And I would hate to, uh, you know, be the, the, the first guy to start causing a rift on team chemistry on this podcast here. That would, I'd feel horrible about that going into the season. <laughs> um, on, a, on a way more uh, easier note to talk about probably with you is the run game. I mean, last year a little tough, no rushing touchdowns. But this year, here you are. Kenneth Walker, you have Eli Collins, who by all accounts is back to his old self. You have Jordan Simmons. You have Connor Hayward, who's back for his seemingly 15th year. Harold Joyner, like, that is such a ton of talent, but how, how hard is it to make sure everyone, you know, gets their lion's share of touches? Like, it's, it's got to be somewhat tough, right? Oh, no question. You know, it's the same thing, the same scenario I talked about with those old linemen. You know, Coach yeah. Piegler, you know, he's going to have to do a great job with those guys mentally as well because they all want the ball in their hands. They all want to play. And, you know, you, can, you only have one out there, maybe two uh, in certain areas, but it, it, it's, it's about letting them get in a rhythm and get going and also being able to spell them when we need to. And sometimes it may be the guy who has the hot hand that night. And, you know, it's, it's going to be a little bit by committee. But, you know, again, if we got a guy that's rolling, we need to keep feeding him the ball. And, you know, our run game last year was, was extremely disappointing. 
we showed a couple flashes in a couple games, but there was no consistency. There's a lot of reasons for that, and uh, I'm looking forward to a much improved run game. Uh, really quick, do I get any points for not asking about the quarterback battle? Really quick here, that's, that's got to earn some brownie points for you, right? A- absolutely. I- I've already been here. All right, there we go. Not to, not to Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let's go that's what i'm talking about well yeah i mean coach that's, that's really all i had for you just want to be really short on time here since you know i i don't know it was moving day but it obviously is a weekend so i don't want to chew up too much of your time here especially on game week and uh really can't thank you enough for, for being generous with your time here and uh getting back to me and talking to us i mean pump for the season really pumped for the season i'm sure you are too coach yeah i can't wait for friday i'm excited and i uh, can't wait to have our first home game as well and you know yeah. I, I appreciate all you're doing for us and uh look forward to talking to you in the future We'll be back to close out the show, but first I need to talk to you people about betonline.ag. That's right. It's that time of year again, and all eyes are now turning to football as teams are back in the gridiron to start their football seasons. As always, BetOnline is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. Get all the updated odds, props, and contests, including the online's biggest half-million-dollar NFL mega contest and the world's largest $200,000 NFL Survivor Contest open right now at BetOnline. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 100% welcome bonus. 100, not bad. Be sure to take advantage of their opening day super promo too. Make a bet on the Thursday, September 9th season opener between the Super Bowl champion Buccaneers and the Dallas Cowboys, and if you lose... Your wager will be refunded up to $25. That is for new customers only when signing up using the promo code NFL100. Bet online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports from football, basketball, golf, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait and take advantage of all the great offers available for the 2021 season at betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. All right, baby, it is segment three time, but really quick, uh, just one more time, got to shout out Coach Cap for being generous with his time here and talking to us on game week, getting us ready for the showdown in Evanston on Friday night at 9 p.m. ESPN with Beth Moens on the call. My God, does that just scream Big Ten football right there. Whew. Yes, sir. But no, Coach Cap is the man. Um, much, much appreciated. And... You know who else I appreciate? Uh, people that send in questions to LockedOnSpartans at gmail.com. Just like Carter Landis did. Carter sent us a pair of questions over the weekend, I believe, and uh, they are two great ones. And you can play along with this one, too. Uh, reach out to me, Sheehan underscore sports, if you have any better answers than I will have for these questions, or if you dispute anything, or you just want to say how dumb my answers are, or anything like that. Hey, you know, free reign, go for it. Uh, let's start with question one. That seems like a pretty good place to start. And yeah, we're going to mix it up, go to the basketball court for this one. The question is, drumroll, if you could choose any two MSU basketball players, past or present, to play a game of one-on-one, who would you choose and who would win? Now, you guys know me. I'm a difficult person. I can't just answer a straightforward question like that. I have to break it up in my own way. So what I did is I I assigned this to uh, three different weight classes, if you will. I have my lightweight fight, my middleweight fight, and my heavyweight one-on-one battle. Let's start with the lightweight division. You can figure out where I'm going with this pretty quickly here. The lightweight is going to be against two point guards, two of my favorite point guards. Probably two guys that are on my personal MSU basketball Mount Rushmore. Yes, I'm talking about, you're going to remember this name, Cassius Winston 
And you're most likely going to remember this name too. Verse Drew Neitzel. Cassius, the, not the quickest guy, but definitely methodical. Definitely can surgically get into you. Three-level score. Would love to see him against Drew Neitzel, the guy that just always had the ball in a string. Both guys, solid shooters. And this may, might just be a selfish play because I absolutely love both guys. And I think it'd be fun to watch them go one-on-one on one against each other. Yeah, I'm leaving Kalen Lucas off my, my lightweight fight. Um, although that would be just a fascinating battle to see how a guy so athletically inclined like him would go up against Cassius Winston. That'd be quite the battle right there. It's like method over athleticism. Um, who would win my metaphorical Cassius versus Drew Neitzel one, though? Maybe I'm just a prisoner of the moment-ish. You know, two years ago, that's still the moment. I, I gotta go Cassius here, man. The, the things he was able to do on the court... The, the, the stop-start action here, the pause and a dot, like, he was so good. I mean, I, I I hate to pick against Drew, but I would even hate picking against Cassius even more. So I got to go with that for my lightweight. For my middleweight fight, I think this would just be probably the best one of the three I'm going to mention. Uh, Miles Bridges versus Jason Richardson. Just two guys cut from the same cloth, pretty much the same basketball mold. High flyers, highlight real dunks. But also, pretty solid shooters. I mean, Jason Richardson, his sophomore year, over 40% from three. Miles Bridges, hey, we just got to go to last NBA season. He had a great shooting year. So I think just if if you're going and watching a game of these two guys playing a game up to 15, just from what they could do at any part of the court, their their sheer athleticism, yeah, that's definitely going to be the biggest bang for your buck as far as one-on-one matchups go for, you know, guys that are like in the forward position, maybe shooting guard if you want to throw someone out there as well. Uh, but for heavyweight, my heavyweight bout, the Rumble and the Thunder. The Rumble and the Thunder, that doesn't make sense, but I'm going to go with it anyway. The Rumble and the Thunder, yeah, there we go, is going to be Draymond Green versus Derek Nix, baby. Just because I want to see the matchup between Derek Nix on offense and Draymond Green on defense. Obviously, Draymond Green, one of the best defensive players, not just in Michigan State, but in the NBA. Against Derek Nix, a man who was built like a house, but had the footwork of a ballerina, if you will. The footwork that, that can only be rivaled by a, a tap dancer, a all-pro running back. It, it, that would just be a fascinating battle in the paint to watch. Hulking Derek Nix against defensive mastermind Draymond Green. Who wins that one? I'd like to think that Draymond could probably get Derek Nix pretty good on offense, but still, I, I'm watching that game for one side only, and that is the Derek Nix on offense, Draymond Green on defense side right there. Um, again, if you guys have other matchups you want to see, hit me up. Sheehan underscore sports on Twitter would love to continue the conversation on that one because I don't think there is a really wrong answer for this one. Um, yeah, especially in the middleweight division. Ooh, I never picked who would win that one either. Uh, oh my god, I feel like if you, they played 10 games, it'd be a split 5-5. Five to five. Uh, Ah, screw it, give me Miles Bridges. Whatever. Um, and let's go back to the gridiron for this second question right now. I do love this one. Uh, I spent way too much time thinking about it. Probably overthought it, too. Uh, because that's just what I do. I get so far in my own head that I start, you know, making ridiculous decisions because, hey, whomst amongst us hasn't done that in the past. Uh, so here's the question. Imagine there was a expansion draft for a new college football team and you had to protect five players from being picked by that new 
team. Common practice whenever a new pro team starts up. So what five MSU players will I be protecting here? With that said, um, we're just going to assume that everyone has eligibility next year. You know, we're not going to do the, oh, he's does he's not going to be able to play next year. Like, no, this is a fantasy world. Everyone can play next year. So the five I'm going to go with, and I was a little reluctant to start, you know, to go with transfers here just because, you know, yeah, there's hype around these guys. I really haven't seen them play too much. With that said, though, I'm going to cut right across that grain and pick uh, Jarrett Horse for my first guy right there. Uh, I feel pretty confident, even though we haven't seen him play a single snap in the green and white yet, that a guy that on the Outland Trophy watch list is probably going to be a pretty good left tackle. And if you got a pretty good left tackle in college football, you keep that guy. Now, I'm knocking on wood right now because I don't want that comment to turn into him giving up four sacks on Friday night. So let me just, one more time for good measure. All right, uh, number two, I'm going to uh, stay on the offensive side of the ball here. Jalen Naylor, I, I think he's one of the better receivers in the conference. No, I don't think that's too biased or, or homerish. I, I think that is based in reality. Uh, I do like his experience, uh, just the way he plays, how fast he is. He's called Speedy for a reason, so I'm going to protect him. And on the other end of the ball here, uh, yeah, two guys we've already talked about earlier this segment, or this episode, I'm sorry. Drew Beasley, you know, defensive end. It's great to have a defensive end that you could trust and that is Drew Beasley and Xavier Henderson, a guy, again, has been playing here since forever. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's only his third year starting, but, man, I, the experience he has, he is the team's leading tackler right now amongst active players. Uh, I feel pretty good with that. So now I'm leaving these guys off the list, and I don't feel too great about that. I'm going to get to my fifth guy here pretty soon, but this is uh, the dramatic buildup to the, the fifth name I'm going to announce. Uh, I left off... Kenneth Walker. I left off Kevin Jarvis, who, if you're a listener of the show, you know that. I just love me some Kevin Jarvis. Uh, I left off Matt Coughlin. I really thought long and hard about him because if you can get a 75% kicker in college, you'd probably feel okay with that. Tough to leave Jaden Reed off the list, too. So, I mean, you know, because Naylor's awesome, but they are, together they are something else when they are paired up at the X and Z. And the last name I really thought long and hard about, just I just haven't seen him enough yet, and he's still, from all accounts, raw at the position with tremendous upside, is uh, Quaveras Crouch, the linebacker. With that said, though, I am going to be protecting my fifth and final guy is Jalen Hunt. I'm going to be protecting the sophomore defensive tackle. I just because yeah, like I said, sophomore. He's he's got a great future ahead of him, and his future really begins now as a sophomore. As he goes into his junior season, and it, well, if he chooses to hang around his senior season, really like what I'm seeing out of him there. I he he took he took a good number of snaps away from Naquan Jones, who's now competing for an NFL spot, pretty regularly at the end of last season. So yeah, I'm feeling pretty good about my Jalen Hunt pick. So to round it out, Jared Horst. Jalen Naylor, Drew Beasley, Xavier Henderson, Jalen Hunt. Those are the five guys I am protecting in this make-believe expansion draft. Love those questions, Carter. What a a gentleman and a scholar Carter Landis is. So thank you very much. Again, if you have any questions, LockedOnSpartans at gmail.com. Sheehan underscore sports on Twitter. And that'll do it for today's show, guys. Um, thank you so much for listening. Really do appreciate it. Uh, This actually concludes the first month of me flying solo so far. And if you've stuck around uh, this long in the episode, I, I, I want to thank you for listening. If this was your first episode that you've listened to uh, with me solo solo dolo here, if this was your 20th 
God forbid. Bless your soul. Uh, I just can't thank you guys enough for hanging around here. I know it's been different um, in the solo host era. Um, but yeah, if you gave this podcast a try ever since uh, Will left, uh, I, I can't thank you enough because, yeah, um, I have a great time doing it. Uh, it's a lot of fun, and it's really more fun when there's a lot of active audience participation, which there's definitely no shortage of there. So definitely appreciate the support. And uh, yeah, appreciate your your listening ears for about a half hour a day on the episodes that you guys choose to listen to. All right, we will be back tomorrow. Um, I would love to for sure tell you what is going to go on tomorrow, but I'm in between uh, the Northwestern preview or uh, the Anthony Ioni interview. Whatever happens, uh, if one happens tomorrow, the other is going to happen the other day. So you can look forward to those two things in the future. Betting on. The Spartans doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Lockdown Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, run team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Lockdown Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get your podcast. All right, guys. We'll be here before we know it. Game day. Go Green.